Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Chris McMonagle. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The band. WFAN. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 202 on this Saturday morning. Who's with me? Someone just tweeted at me they were going to sleep. That's not nice. Stay up with me. Let's go. All the way to 5 o'clock. Richard Neer. We got a big weekend. Big football weekend, obviously. Jets and Buffalo take part two. Giants and Eagles part one, amazingly enough, this late in the season. They haven't met yet. The Giants trying to take on the best team in football. Certainly the best team in the NFC. And certainly, although the Cowboys have been good, the best team in the division. But we start with, what do you know, baseball. How about that? The baseball winter meetings in the offseason of these two juggernaut teams in our city taking control of the winter meetings in the baseball offseason have us all abuzz, overshadowing the best football season we have had in this town in forever. The best meaningful football being played in December in God knows how long between both of these teams. And don't worry, we're going to get to it. But I'm going to start with baseball. And these two owners specifically. Because I think it's it's very interesting. Obviously, you know all the moves. I had a couple bridge shows. Uh, my mind gets lost sometimes. But we talked about how Aaron Judge is coming back with a big contract, 9-360. And the owner got on the phone live from Italy. And if you have a problem, let's just start here. If you have a problem with the Yankee owner being in Italy for the winter meetings, take a hike. Like, honestly. Like, just shut up. We give this guy so much grief, and I understand why they haven't won, and it seems like he hasn't ponied up, and we're going to get into whether or not that's going to be the case continuing on. But this guy stepped up and made sure he got the guy we absolutely, as Yankee fans, could not afford to lose. And we can quibble about the contract in nine years. Oh, my. What is he going to look like at 39? I don't care what he's going to look like at 39 years old. I honestly don't. They'll, fi- they'll find some way to eat the contract, pot- you know, pay for someone new, and still feel the competitive team because, I don't know, that's what they've done for 30 years running. But if you're going to, like, quip that, oh, my God, imagine if Judge signed in San Francisco and he was in Italy. Shut up. He's, he zoomed in. He called in. Whatever he had to do. What is every owner supposed to just wait with bated breath at the hotels in San Diego? Or should they, he should be outside Judge's house? Judge wasn't even there until the last minute. Well, he's supposed to be sitting around because Judge. We're waiting on Judge. You can talk to anybody in the world. It's 2022. He could be on Mars and get reception to make a phone call. 
so stupid. But as we look at these two owners, it's kind of become a fait accompli. The Mets have the owner. The Mets have the guy. He's a Met fan. He's going to come in. He's going to spend all this money, and he has. Although he's let DeGrom go, and we can get into that more in the, because I have some opinions on how DeGrom is being run through the mud in the media. But he doesn't let he doesn't bring back DeGrom, who's been injury-prone, and now you're hearing all the stuff. He wasn't happy here. He didn't like the politics of New York. He didn't like the pomp and circumstance of New York. He never really tried to make an effort with his new teammates and his new owner and blah, blah, blah. But the second he goes, boom, they pivot right to Verlander. And now they give Nimmo, who you absolutely had to have in this outfield. You just had to have him. Does it sound like a lot of money? Eight years and 162? The money's not crazy for what you thought Nimmo was going to get. The years may be, but it's someone you had to have. And he pivots right to it. You know that under the tutelage and under the leadership of Steve Cohen, you are going to field an extremely expensive talented, and for the most part, winning franchise. That's what you know. And now all the stories are out there. You know, the Cohen tax means nothing to him. He doesn't care. You know, there's no limit. Next year, you better watch out for Otani. It doesn't matter if it costs $50 million a year. Steve Cohen's going to get it done. That's the thought process. And right now, even though despite I'm hearing some Met fans aren't so happy because ultimately the team isn't too much different. You take out DeGrom for Verlander. Now, you expect, hopefully, Verlander to pitch more than DeGrom has, certainly over the last two years. I don't know how you can't pitch more than DeGrom has over the last two years. But ultimately, you're talking about getting into a postseason, particularly with the new format. So you've traded DeGrom for Verlander. And even if you're the biggest DeGrom hater and the biggest Verlander lover, the best you can call it is a wash. The best. Because despite how great Verlander has been, and he won the Cy Young last year, he faded down the stretch. He, play, he pitched his worst baseball of the year in the postseason. And DeGrom is DeGrom. So no matter how you view it, it's at best a wash. You bring back Nimmo, same player. All right, you added, uh, obviously, um, Robertson, the reliever. You traded for a left-handed reliever from the Rays. So you've added to the bullpen a little bit. You've brought back Nimmo. You're going to let these young prospects play. But ultimately, it's kind of the same team, and you'll see what's going forward. But just to bring back Diaz, just to bring back Nimmo, just to get another top-of-the-rotation superstar starting pitcher to leave you where you were last year, it cost a billion dollars just to get back to where you were. But it was necessary, and the owner went out and did it. And there's no doubt in that. And there's going to be a line in the sand on everything. Now, he's not going to go out and get every high-priced free agent. He's not going to go spend every dollar in his wallet to make the Mets a champion. But he's going to do everything possible. He's going to do pretty much everything you can expect legitimately from an owner in baseball. It's all you can ask for. And there is no doubt what you're going to get from Steve Cohen. But the man on the other side of town... In, in Hal Steinbrenner, is a different question. And it's been one that the Yankee fans have been pondering now for pretty much the last five years, and if they think hard enough, probably since 09, when they had that ex- crazy spending spree when they got Sabathia, Burnett, and Teixeira. And they went out and bought a championship, depending on who you talk to. But they were coming off the last season at City, uh, City Field, the last season at Yankee Stadium, Heading into the first season of the new stadium, uh, we all knew George Steinbrenner was, you know, uh, ailing with his health and weren't sure how many more years he had with us. 
And they went out and made sure to get that big championship, and they spent a lot of money to have that successful season. And since then, it's been run more as a prudent kind of business, where, yes, we want to win, but we also don't want to go crazy. We see the raise and the money they spend and how they consistently win and compete in the American League East. We see what the Cleveland Indians and Guardians uh, now have done, and you know, right there with the Yankees, spending a fraction of what they have. And so, yeah, he's looked at it that way. But the question now, as you see what's going on and the rumors you hear, is what's new with the Steinbrenners, and can you expect Hal to act differently than he has the last full handful of years? Now, I would argue with you that he hasn't acted as poorly as you think. They've spent money, and when he felt they were one mover away or one player away from a big, uh, you know, from a championship team, he went out and made it. In 2017, they get to the ALCS game seven, and they bring on money by the trade. They try and get Otani. They do everything they can. He wanted to stay on the West Coast. Nothing you could do about that. And then they do everything they can to bring in Stanton. They make a trade that everyone would have made. And at the time, maybe he didn't fit the team perfectly because you also had another six foot seven home run right handed slugger and Judge. And it was kind of like bringing in the same player, although Judge has now far surpassed him as the player. But at the time, it seemed similar coming off his MVP season, but still took on money to bring in the National League MVP after a promising season in 2017, and they thought they were lined up for a championship. They thought they had the best power-hitting catcher in baseball. They thought they had Glaber Torres coming through the system. They thought they had Andujar coming through the system. They thought they had a power-hitting left-handed bat at first base in Greg Bird. They thought they had the young next, uh, uh, you know, emerging superstar pitcher in Luis Severino. They thought they had those things heading into the 18th season. They went out and got Stanton on top of it and figured that's good enough to win a championship. It wasn't. After 2019, they lose to the Astros in the ALCS yet again in Game 6. What do they do? He goes out and spends $336 million on Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in the free agent market that year, arguably the best pitcher in baseball that season, and he took him away for the Astros, and it cost $336 million. And he thought, okay, that's enough to win a championship. And it wasn't. And as those players I just mentioned, the Sanchez's and the Birds and the Glaber Torres, too, who I think it's time to move on from, and, you know, all the other Severino constantly getting hurt, as those players started to fail and the team had to change differently, he did not throw every single cent he could at the team. That is true. But every time, in my opinion, this team was on the verge and needed that one player and had that glaring hole, he stepped up. And we hate him for it because he hasn't won a championship. And has he been his father? Would his father have handled things differently? Sure. Of course. If his father was in uh, in play in the early 90s, we might not you know, have any idea what Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, or Bernie Williams would have been. But that's an argument for another time. The fact of the matter is right now, here's the question. As we hear rumors... All day today, starting with Buster only, went on a radio station in San Francisco or California or wherever it was. We're starting to hear the Yankees are doing something big. Now, he's been attached. They've been attached to uh, Rodon, Rodon for the last week. We've been waiting for that shoe to drop once the judge news breaks. But the judge news does break from Italy. He gets on the phone when it seems like we get the tweet from Heyman, all that nonsense. The whole place is buzzing with the idea that he's going to San Francisco. And at the last minute, he comes in, makes the phone call, talks to Judge, gives him the extra year that honestly you're hearing, and I probably believe Brian Cashman didn't want to give. 
and some probably people inside the Yankee organization were hesitant to give. But that's foolish. That's that's you know penny sm- penny wise and a dollar foolish in my opinion. And they went out and did it. And he calls him up. He gets the deal done. He brings in the contract for Aaron Judge, where the back end is probably not going to look great. A lot of people think that's too much money in too many years from no matter how great a player he is. But he goes and does it. And now you're hearing the next best available pitcher on the market is attached to the Yankees. And with the news today, Carlos Correa, the next big, uh, big time player. A big-time shortstop, which doesn't even fit into their plans because they've been trying to give you Volpe. They've been trying to give you Peraza for the last two years. They've been trying to tell you, these are our big prospects. We believe you have to build through the farm system. They're going to be ready. We don't need the big free agent shortstop that hit the market last year. We don't need Story. We don't need Correa. We don't need Seager. We don't need the countless other guys. We don't need Dansby Swanson. We don't need... Any of these big-time, big-priced shortstops because at some point we have to trust the process and go through the farm system. And now what you're hearing are grumblings that that's possibly out the window. And he hasn't made those moves, and we'll find out. But the question now is has Stein has Hal Steinbrenner changed his thought process? Has Hal Steinbrenner had some sort of moment where he realized the fan base is furious now, which I've been talking about forever? And in my opinion, too mad. But this Yankee fan base is angry. They're angry at not winning. They're angry at keeping the same people who haven't won. Because we've grown up, as Yankee fans, watching Steinbrenner, who fired Buck Showalter after an amazing career as the Yankee manager and, a, and a, the first time making the postseason uh, since the 80s. And the 95 season was amazing. And that postseason was amazing. And Don Mattingly and all that stuff. After a very successful campaign, they fired him because he couldn't get off the hump, uh, get over the hump. I mean, and, and, you know, missives from George Steinbrenner after losing Game 7 of the 2001 World Series, coming off three World Series in a row, and the next day him telling you this is unacceptable, we'll do better. And yet for years, the Yankees, in the fans' estimation, have been comfortable with just being good, have been comfortable being a playoff team, have been comfortable with the idea they'll win 99 games, they'll sell out their ballpark, they'll lose in the ALCS, and then they'll chalk it up to the randomness of the postseason, and that's unacceptable. And so as we head into this next few weeks where those two players are the best two players available on the market, the Yankees still need an outfielder in my estimation. They still need to figure out what they're doing with Glaber Torres, Donaldson, and Hicks. Most people just kind of tell you Donaldson and Hicks need to go. I want to see I want to see Glaber Torres involved in that as well. But three of those players to me are still players that you want to change and, and could possibly be out on, on, on the outside looking in with this organization as they're trying to make trades. And the trade market has kind of fallen to the wayside as everyone's spending big money in the free agent market. And we'll see if that reheats up. Obviously, Pittsburgh and, and, and Reynolds is someone that would fit this Yankee team. But that's giving away prospects. I'm not sure the Yankees want to do that just yet while they still have options at free agency. But the rumblings today about Carlos Correa are very interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, like I just tried to tell you, what does this, if he goes out there and gives $300 million to Carlos Correa when he plays a position that the Yankees have tried to keep open for the last handful of years for their big two prospects, what does that tell you about A, the prospects, and what does that tell you about Steinbrenner's thought process and what they're trying to do now? Because I'll tell you right now, I think it's a home run, slam dunk, it's it changes everything about this team. It changes everything about the New York Yankees. 
you play him for maybe a year or two. Could you could you see yourself keeping those prospects playing Correa at shortstop for a year, maybe two, and then asking him to transition to third base? Is that something he might be interested in? I doubt very much this year he'd be interested in it. But moving forward, is it something you could convince him to? Because I could, I could tell you right now, I, I love the idea of getting Rodon and really adding to that starting rotation, but I've talked about it over and over and over again. It's the offense. Yes, they led the American League in runs scored. Yes, they were only behind the Dodgers in Major League Baseball. But when it comes down to it, this Yankee team fails in the moments when we need them to succeed because of the offense. And that's why at the trade deadline, it was like, oh, I'd rather have Luis Castillo. He fits the team better. The Yankees score a ton of runs. And I'm like, no, go get Juan Soto because we need an offensive player. If those if those are the two choices, the two pinnacles of the trading deadline, get me the offensive bat more than the pitcher because I don't trust this offense. And I'm at the same place now. And if the and if you have to end up getting a back of the rotation guy as opposed to a, a, a Rodon at the top of the rotation because you bring in one of the great players in baseball, and changes your lineup and changes the dynamic of the team immediately, I'm all for it. And then I guess really the question is, will they do both? Could you see them getting the best? You could you could argue, some would argue, the best two players available in this free agency are Correa and Judge. Definitely Judge. People would argue, uh, you know, I don't know if Trey Turner, there's, it's not... Up for de- it's up for debate, obviously, but there's a lot of people who tell you Carlos Correa is the second best player available. Will they go get the two top guys at the position player market and then go get what's arguably the sec- the third best starting pitcher? I mean, that changes who they are. It changes the way they've done business the last few years, and it should change the way the fan base feels about it. And then the other angle with Correa is obviously the cheating scandal of the Astros. I think that's long gone. I think if you're still holding on to that and you don't want to bring Correa in and there's reports the Dodgers won't go near it because their fan base is furious about it, if you're still holding on to the idea that the Astros cheated and you can't bring a cheater in here, and I understand your point. I had a buddy text me today with all the rumors that the Yankees are in the market, that there's something bubbling, that I've talked to the Yankees, and it doesn't sound like just Rodone. It doesn't sound like they're in the market to just pick up a Benintendi or a nice little player, that it sounds like the Yankees are preparing to do something big like Carlos Correa. As those rumors have circulated all day today, I had a buddy text me, oh, you can't bring him here. He's a cheater. He cost us a championship at 17. That's over. That's five years ago. He's a proven player. He's a proven postseason player. And he changes the dynamic of the team instantly. Those two guys in the middle of the lineup, to go along with Rizzo, to go along with Stanton, that changes who they are. It changes their attitude. He comes in here with a winning attitude. He's won a championship. One of the few players, it's him and Rizzo, that's it. And also, I just think he would, I think the. I, I think he wants to come here if the Yankees are going to do it because the idea of going up and helping to be the guy who topples his former team is something that would really entice him. And it's something that if he can come here and do that, that puts him on a, 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 an exclusive list of people who the Yankee fans would love. So that's where we are today. Who is Hal Steinbrenner? Who are the Yankees? We know who the Mets are. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. 
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.